The would you rather for today is who would you rather have a night out on the town with? Homelander, Soldier Boy, Captain America, or Superman? Who would you rather have a night out on the town with? <laughs> I'm going to go Soldier Boy. I was thinking the same, low-key. I'm going to go Soldier Boy. I ain't going to lie, bro. Think about it, Paul. Think about it. Yeah, Soldier Boy is a lunatic. Yeah, Soldier Boy gonna say some wild stuff. But you know what you know about Soldier Boy? He gonna he smoke gonna some have weed. A lot of laughs, gonna... and you gonna have a good time. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna tell you, man. I, I gotta go with the. So both of y'all said Soldier Boy. I'm going with Soldier just because I'm gonna have a good time. I mean, might able to. Uh, it ain't like he the best musician in the world, but like I make music. Maybe we can have a conversation about that. Maybe go open some doors. Like, what is Homelander gonna do? What are we gonna talk about? I ain't got superpowers. Yeah, man. I, 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 honestly, bro, I would probably go with. I'll probably go with Captain America. Like Superman is the most boring out the group by far. Like, yeah, you know I mean, like I'm a boring guy, and anybody more boring than me, like, bro, like, what we gonna do? Like, play uh, Xbox? Like what Captain America gonna do? I mean, Captain yeah, I America. Captain America would be boring. He Captain at least tried. Just got used to y'all being able to use the same bathroom. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. See, we can't talk about the reality. Because Soldier Boy liable to blow y'all up by accident. The music get too loud. Next thing you know, he bent over <laughs> and y'all turned into ashes. Like, what? It, to me, Captain America is the obvious choice here. Because at least, like, he gets it. Like, he would want to have a good time. Like, oh, what would I do to have a good time? Like, you know, you, you try it. You know what I mean? Like, it might be all right for you, oh, but no, so, honestly, if them my four choices, I'm staying at the crib. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a place of this multi. Hey, so. you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not. So, so what superhero would y'all want a night out on the town with? Like, what superhero would you like? All right, we're gonna go out for drinks. This is gonna be a great time. Like, we're gonna live Tony it up. Stark, Who would Iron Man? Iron Man for sure. Bro, I kick it with Tony Stark. I kick it with Black Panther. Hey, Tony Stark is a pretty good one. Tony Stark is a pretty good one. Easy Tony Stark. Easy Tony Stark. I I I don't know, man. I don't know. Part of me, part of me will want to say Tony Stark, but it's some other heroes that like, I mean, like realistically, Tony Stark is like 50. Like, it's kind of weird. You know what I mean? Bro, like, it's bro, a little weird. Bro, he has his own everything. Literally. That's right. You could be like, Tony, True. let's get junk in the Iron Man suits. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey and he and he irresponsible enough to let you do it too. He <laughs> exactly. irresponsible enough to be like, all right, exactly. let's do it. Uh that's that's it's a good point. Iron Man suits, bro. <laughs> that's a that's a good point. Like Ti and them shoulder pads at the club, looking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. Well, listen, listen. We that 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 is a perfect segue because we're gonna talk about some responsibility on today's episode. If y'all didn't notice from the title, it's called Cardinal Sin because we're gonna talk about the Cardinals. And some of the things that they imposed on Kyler Murray's new contract, as well as KD looking to get out of Brooklyn and LeBron waiting to sign his extension. So we're going to talk about some cardinal sins, some things that went right, wrong, and everything in between with these new contracts. That sound like a good show to y'all boys? Sound good to me. Great show. All righty. Well, 
before we uh before we start, I gotta get the intros because as always, these these hosts, they need no introduction. But for anybody new, we got the master of the mix and master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the male to play, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got the little old MC. That's me, King Gibbs. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Acts crew. Now, fellas, the Cardinals gave Kyler Murray an extension that made him the highest paid player in the NFL. But in the extension, there is a clause that says that he must have a minimum of four hours of uninterrupted film study each week, uh, meaning that there can be no other devices on and present while he is studying film. Now, let me ask y'all this. Who does this look worse for, the Cardinals or Kyler Murray? I think it looks worse for Kyler in this case because the, the the only reason I can see the Cardinals putting that as a clause in a part of his contract is if he's had problems focusing before or he's had problems being locked in when studying game tape before. Otherwise, there would be no reason for, for it to get put in there. But at the same time, if that led to him getting paid this ridiculous contract, then it might be a good thing because he might be even more of a dangerous. If if he was doing what he did to earn that money at this point without studying tape, that four hours uninterrupted might be the right thing to put in this contract. But I think they look bad for Kyler because it, it speaks on a lack of focus, which shouldn't be a thing this early in your career where you should still be hungry, especially with the lack of, uh, I would say both individual and team success that he's had. Okay. All right. Chris, who, who do you think it looks worse for, Kyler or the Cardinals? I think it looked worse for the Cardinals, and, and here's why. Why y'all pay him that amount of money if y'all can't control his 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 grind? Y'all can't control what y'all did. What 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 he focuses on? If you can't get your starting quarterback one of the Arizona Cardinals to focus for four hours on film, y'all are so bad as a franchise that you don't need no clauses, no contract. To make somebody do anything, you you if somebody give me two hundred thirty dollars, two hundred thirty million dollars, you know what I'm gonna do? Yes, what? sir, master sir. What, what what can I do for you, master? <laughs> oh, hey hey hey! <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna go that far. Ah, uh, you acting unruly, okay. my boy. Okay, two hundred thirty million, dog. Come on now, bro. And you just you say, all right, Kyler, we want you to, you know, you could say that to him, like, look, Kyler, last year you didn't really focus on film, you didn't study your craft. We want you to be more focused this year. We want to go for a championship, even though we won't fire Cliff Kingsbury. But we still want to go for a championship. We have the team to do it. You have all the pieces you need. Go get us a championship. We're going to give you the money, so we're going to take care of you, take care of us. You know what I mean? That's all you have to say. Now you got it in writing that he has to do this, these things. Like, you know, and is this the first time this has happened, you know? Because I think it's extremely strange. Young black quarterback get paid and then this happens. You know, if this is the first time this has happened. I just, I, I want to let y'all land on a little secret. Okay. Because this is the first time we've heard about a clause like this. But there's been clauses like this before. Like Cam Newton got paid to not have tattoos. Um, there's been like payments to like don't wear, don't ride ATVs or motorcycles, all that type of stuff. Let me tell you something. This looks exponentially worse for the Cardinals than anybody could imagine. 
let me paint a picture for you, okay? Let's say you hit the lottery tomorrow, Josh. We know how much the lottery is right now. It's like what? 800 million, 790, something like that, right? Yeah, I think 18. Let's say you hit the lottery tomorrow, right? If you went up to the next homeless person you see and say, hey, here's half the money, be responsible with it, right? And that person blows the money, does whatever, whatever the case may be. Who do you think that situation looks worse for? Obviously you, because you saw somebody in a situation that most people would think, Hold on now. There's a reason that they may be in this situation, whether it's right or wrong, because I don't think that homelessness is an indicator that you're a bad person or anything like that. But the reality is that situation makes you look a certain way. And yet you decided to give that person a ton of money and you think it looks bad on them. What? Listen, (laughs) let me let me explain something to you. Okay. And here's the here's the caveat to this. It looks way worse for the Cardinals because you gave all that money to somebody that you couldn't trust to be responsible. But here's the other part of this. Chris alluded to it. Y'all still got Cliff Kingsbury as your coach. You're not a serious franchise. Before, I was saying that Cliff Kingsbury was the worst coach at Texas Tech in terms of winning percentage since 2000. Well, actually, I did some research strictly for today's purpose, and boy, was I wrong. He is the worst in terms of winning percentage since 1985. Jeez. In 1986, David McWilliams had a 64% winning percentage. In 1986 to 99, Spike Dykes had a 55% winning percentage. What a hilarious name, Spike Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> What a name. And then Mike Leach came along to be one of the winningest coaches in Texas Tech history at 66% winning percentage. And then you had U.S. Senator who left the recruits at dinner to get a new job, Tommy Tuberville with a 54% winning percentage. Do any of y'all want to guess what Cliff Kingsbury winning percentage was? Mind you, a 50% winning percentage means you broke even. Anybody want to guess what Cliff Kingsbury's was? 38. 36, 38. 46%. So of all these coaches from 1985... Married with children wasn't even on TV yet. (laughs) The idea of a cell phone was foreign to these people. The only people that might have had one at that time was drug dealers and business executives. That was the last time they had a coach at Texas Tech that was as bad or worse than Cliff. All right, so so question for you, Gibbs, just because around the time that that Kingsbury got this uh, Arizona job, I wasn't watching football. What was the reputation or like the aura around him that led to him getting this job if he's not a good coach? Like we've seen mediocre coaches sneak by and get these kind of jobs, which I understand. Yeah. But like, how did Kingsbury get this job if he was astronomically this bad of a coach at Texas Tech with a talent that he had? So here's what got Cliff Kingsbury the job. At that time, the Rams hired Sean McVay who I don't believe was ever a head coach at any level, and he went out and was like a booming success with them right away. So now we all know it's a copycat league. Monkey see, monkey do. The Cardinals said, oh, well, the Rams had success. 
getting a coach that was unproven or whatever the case may be, and they went on to be really good. We can do it too. The only difference is there was nothing out on Sean McVay. You really didn't know whether or not he was good or bad. Cliff Kingsbury showed you who he was. In the words of the late, great Maya Angelou, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Believe them the first time. But here the Cardinals are paying Kyler Murray all this money and saying, well, he's immature. He he needs to be monitored. He ne-. And I'm going to tell you this much. This also looks bad for Kyler's agent because as an agent, why would you even allow that to be in your your uh, client's contract? Right. I promise you, if, that, if I was an agent and you put that in my client's contract, here's what I'm going to say to you. First of all, Delete this disrespect. I will, see, I was finna say something to make us lose our clean rating. <laughs> Delete this disrespectful sugar honey iced tea about this contract. And I promise you, I can personally promise you, if it leaks out to the media that this was even thought of to be a part of my client's contract, I can promise you me and Kyler will be on the first train out of here to a team that's going to pay him so much money it's going to make your head spin and your pocket hurt and you not even the one paying. I promise you if this ever gets out, you will never, ever, ever again have a player like Kyler wanting to come to your team, especially not in no free agency. That's what I would have told them. You let your client sign a contract like that? You a better one than me. I know that he's seen that percentage and he said, hey. <laughs> but that's the yeah. thing. That's the he thing. He got it, a good 8% on that boy. But that, here's and here's here's the real spell Holyfield about it. At the end of the day, you think that they would have said, well, we're not going to pay Kyler this much money if you take that out the contract. It's the Cardinals, bro. True. It's the Cardinals. <laughs> like, we all playing around. Last time they went to the Super Bowl, Larry Fitzgerald was playing and Kurt Warner was the quarterback. Like, come on, man. Come on. This team ain't been relevant in years. And he led y'all to the playoffs. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, again, with one of a a coach that was a loser when y'all hired him and he took him to the playoffs. And you think that you're going to sit up here and play with me talking about, oh, yeah, you need to study more. No, y'all need to study more. A coach put out terribleness on film, and y'all went and said, that's our guy. And I'm the one who needs to study? Interesting stat, uh, listeners. Cliff Kingsbury is one and, I think, six now in games to clinch a playoff spot. And the only reason why is because they started out 12-0 this year. So he had four times to win one game to clinch a playoff spot. And he still, starting off 12 and 0, found a way to miss the number one seat, I believe. And here's here's the worst part. Here's the the worst, the biggest indictment of Cliff Kingsbury, and all, and I'm gonna leave him alone after this. But this should be the biggest indictment of Cliff Kingsbury that anybody can come up with. This man's, I'm gonna read you. The, the records from his first half of the season, and I'm going to read you the ones for the second, for each of his seasons. I'm going to start reading all of the first half of the season. At Texas Tech in 2014, 3 and 4. 2015, 5 and 2. 2016, 3 and 4. 2017, 4 and 3. 2018, 5 and 2. 2019, first year with the Cardinals, 3, 3 and 1. 2020, 5 and 2. 2021, 7 and 0. Oh. That sounds great, doesn't it? 
Didn't I just tell y'all he was the worst coach in their history since 1985? Let's yeah. read the second half of the season, shall we? <laughs> 2014, 1-4. 2015, 2-4. 2016, 2-3. 2017, 2-4. 2018, the year before the Cardinals hired him. Guess how many games that man won in the second half of the season? One. Zero. He was 0-5. That second half was a competition pickup on those college football schedules. He went 0-5 in the second half of the season. The Cardinals said, yeah. Y'all got to say that one time. Exactly. You're out of your mind. Again, the Cardinals telling Kyler Murray that he needs to go ahead and, and uh, he needs to go ahead and study is is laughable to me. It's laughable. That's the last, that's the last of their worries, bro. The last exactly. of worries. Exactly. You worry about the wrong stuff, my boy. You worried about the absolute wrong stuff because that's... Hey, hey they was out there hanging with Soldier Boy. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me... All right. They they might have got maced right along with them by Charleston White because y'all are, y'all are unwell. You not well in the head talking about what's going on. We going to hire a coach that ain't won a game in his last five. Knock it off. Knock it off. Stop it. Get some help. Get some help. Because that's, again, this embarrassing. And the, the Cardinals, y'all keep playing. Your whole franchise is going to go back to being a whole lot of nothing. And speaking of, we're going to go into our uh, regular deal here. Whole lot of something or a whole lot of nothing. We're going to talk about NBA talk now. The first thing, and I'm mad that y'all left this off, so I'm going to throw it on the rundown for myself. The first thing that I'm going to bring in Pistons bringing back the teal jerseys. Whole lot of something, whole lot of nothing. Talk talk to me. How you feel about it? Some people feel like they're classic. Some people feel like they're trash. It's, a, it's a whole lot of something. Um, I'm going to do it from two perspectives. As somebody that, I, I can actually say it now. I've known for two years they was bringing the jerseys back. But uh, I had to sign an NDA because I do somebody that knew somebody that like designed, do the Pistons design or whatever. Um, hey, Chris, why you flex on us like that? Why you flex? Oh, wow. Y'all <laughs> just flexing. finding out that they got the teal back? <laughs> Yeesh. Can't relate to you, Brokey. Ah, man. That's crazy. Just but called, anywho. That, he just called us broke profession. Yeah, he did. He did. I knew a guy who knew a guy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a real NBA insider. Y'all are like, you know, kind of around the perimeter, but I'm if inside. I can, if I could trade those uh, community, those relationships with some, with some dollars, I would. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm a fan of it. Not only because it's, it's, I think it's one of the dopest uh, jerseys in NBA history from one of the dopest eras design-wise in NBA history. That's around the same time that you had the Hawks jersey with the big Hawk in the middle. That's around the same time you had the Bucks jersey with the Buck, which is my favorite jersey in NBA history. You had the Raptors jersey with the Raptor on the front. Um, I think it's just a good look for the look of the game. I don't think they released an NBA schedule yet, so we don't know if the Pistons have any games on ESPN or anything this year. But from um, – I was actually talking to a graphic designer about this the other day. From a design perspective, the NBA's jerseys are so bad right now just because of minimalistic, like, design style that's taking over the art world. So it's not even affecting basketball. If you look at every high-end brand in the world right now, it's all just black and white font or whatever their colors are. It's just font. 
Minnesota did their logo. It just says Facebook. Uh, Eve St. Laurent don't do the YSL anymore. It just says Eve St. Laurent. Oh, because they heard everybody was getting locked up for having YSL. They was like, <laughs> all right, we ain't, we ain't got nothing to do with that. We ain't got nothing to do with that, my boy. So said, Rico. I don't know no Rico. I don't know <laughs> right. Rico. You know Rico? I don't know Rico. I, don't know. I know persons. I, that's all I know. I, I don't know nothing about no Rico. So um, I, I think just depending on how much the Pistons are able to bring in monetarily with this, this with this design, um, to my knowledge, only keeping it for this one season. But if it does well for them and it's a good look for the team and both the league, um, not only is it a dope jersey for us to have for this one year, as uh, I think the Pistons are going to be a really good team this year, um, but it's also a good look from the perspective that hopefully we can see like this kind of design style come back in the NBA within the next couple of years because I haven't been a fan of any of the teams like recent revamps of of their uh jerseys logos whatever in the past like decade almost Minnesota doing a minimalistic thing I think was the like most egregious one because their old uniforms were like fun like the wolf and like the right the like the the woods in the back they kept them forever they was fire. They were fire. And now it's just like the little minimalistic M-I-N. On yeah. The what is that's, that? That's, that's, that's not even y'all abbreviation. The abbreviation got a second N. What are you doing? It's so much content in the world nowadays. Uh, designers perspective is it's only it's only so much like information that the consumer can take in at once. So everything design wise in the world right now is streamlined. Even if you saw like even things we enjoyed as kids, like have you seen cereal boxes or like Lunchables recently? I have. It's no have. games on the back. It's no. And they don't even like, put them in a big box no more with the. Juice it's no. It's no cool designs. It literally. It literally just says Lunchables pizza. It looked like. <laughs> now see, when <laughs> I was growing up, if your if your the food that you had had just the label and nothing else. You was getting that for Focus Hope, my boy. <laughs> you was getting that for Focus Hope. You know what I mean? You, hey, hey, you used to be. You listen. You was not asking to play no games on the back of that little, the, the little <laughs> yeah, beef, exactly. the canned beef joint that just had hey. a picture of the cow on hey. the front. And said, no, no. <laughs> quick little detour. Quick little detour. The the, the, the harshest I ever see somebody get cooked over like snacks, candy, anything, bro. Bro pulled out a laffy taffy. Everybody was ready for the joke. His laffy taffy ain't had no joke. They stung him for that. I was like, bro, how your Laffy Taffy don't got no joke? He was like, he got fake Laffy's. I'm like, bro, relax. He probably got them from Costco or something. Like, you know, they be coming in a big box and cut. They don't be having a joke. And then somebody was like, nah, bro, I got mine from Costco. They got jokes on the back. So they was like, bro, where you get your Laffy's from? He like, bro, from the store, like right up the street. They was like, nah, bro, nah, because I get mine from there and I got a joke right here. I was just like, bro, Laffy Taffy joke? You get cooked over that? Yeesh. Yeesh. Again, I, I think that we need to take it back. We need to start, put stuff on the box again, all right? Put stuff on the box. But anywho, Chris, is it a whole lot of something, a whole lot of nothing? What you thinking? I think it's a whole lot of something. I mean, you got a lot of young talent coming out of Detroit. Detroit basketball is trying to come back. I mean, I think it's hard. I like what they did with the, the if that's true. I don't know. You know, I don't believe everything on Twitter. If they really lit up the building in Teal, they really lit up the baseball stadium in Teal. If they really did all that, that's going to be sweet for the city. I, I love that for the city, man. I don't live in the city no more, but I love that for the city. Let me tell you something, man. I just got some, you know what's weird? I just got some shoes that like are kind of teal too. 
Oh man, this is this, if, pissed his if, head to toe. <laughs> hey, if this was the Lord way of telling me come back to the city, just know God, I'm still not telling my family when I move back. They're gonna catch me in traffic. <laughs> but anywho, um the the reality is I think that this is a I think that it's it's a, a big deal in terms of like Detroit culture and like how much we care. But in the grand scheme of the league, I don't think that it's much. However, it could be. Like you just mentioned, Josh, the situation of it being financially lucrative is the biggest deal. Right. All these brands can say what they want about, oh, minimalism is good. Guess what? If they learn that all of going back to the designs, going back to the, the, the heel sale, YSL and all that, if they learn that that's what's going to make them the money, guess what they're going to go back to doing? That Raptor is going to be right there, back on that jersey. Those wolves and the the woods are going to be right back there on that jersey if it's going to encourage more people to buy it. So I think that it's a whole lot of nothing right now that could turn into a whole lot of something. And now we got to talk about these players because KD offered a few teams, was offered to a few teams, but the Nets price, you know, in the words of OT Genesis, the rest of the NBA is saying their price is way too high. You need to cut it. So with that being said, uh, is this a whole lot of something or a whole lot of nothing? What, what's going on with KD and the trade market? I think it's a whole lot of something. I can't recall, even if it's up to the trade deadline, I can't remember a moment in NBA history where a high profile player like KD this vocally requested a trade and it didn't get done um <coughs> I don't think the Nets cut the price however I think it's going to be some team out there that's willing to get a star player in there even if KD isn't happy playing there it's going to be a, a, a team that wants to get a star player or it's going to be one of these teams that might have already got offered something and are a contender and they have a point in the season where they're not playing as good as they want to be and they might jump the gun. For example, if Boston starts this upcoming season the way they started last season, they're already in those rumors. I can see them making a trade. Okay. All right. Chris, is this a whole lot of something or a whole lot of nothing, man? A whole lot of nothing. The Nets finally strapped their you-know-what song and said, we got KD four years. Why are we going to take a bad deal just because he asked us for a trade? Well, we got to be nice to KD for a whole lot of nothing. Keep it pushing. I'm I'm with Chris on this one. It's a whole lot of nothing, but I'm going to say for a different reason. The Nets, I've been saying for the longest, once I realized what they were asking for, I'm like, oh, no, he's not leaving Brooklyn. He's like, he doesn't he doesn't have a no trade clause. So Brooklyn could trade him to the worst situation in the NBA, like happily, if like they, if the team gave enough. With that being said, I think that other teams are looking at KD and they're like, he's not that valuable. He's not that valuable. And a big part of what went into this was, and I, I hate to do Minnesota again, but I got to I gotta heal him up again. Their trade for Rudy Gobert is what set all this in motion. The amount that they got for Rudy Gobert. Y'all remember when James Harden was wanting to, to get out of Brooklyn? Daryl Morey had to call and and make sure Sean Mark stayed on the phone and was real frantic about the situation. It was like, listen, whatever you want, ended up trading away uh, some extra draft capital on top of Ben Simmons in order to get uh, uh, hard. So this isn't a situation that's like, oh, man, this is unheard of that, you know, a star player is demanding a lot. But what we are seeing that's new 
is the reality of like you're you're not just gonna give me a really good player and two picks. Cause I mean, the the Timberwolves sold the house. They sold everything except the kitchen sink to go get uh to go get Rudy Gobert. Timberwolves fashion. Very Timberwolves fashion. Very Timberwolves fashion. But with that being said, the Nets probably looking around like, all right, we're going to at least need three quarters of what Rudy got because you're not going to tell me that Rudy Gobert is as impactful to a team as KD is. And uh, and so, you know, it's a it's a situation where if you already knew what, what most people knew, which is they're asking for that type, they're asking for a Rudy Gobert type beat, that's it's just not gonna happen. That's just it's you know it, it's it's a tough order, and they're not gonna get that done. So I think we can all agree, whole lot of nothing there. Aiton signing a max deal and all of the shenanigans that went on with that, whole lot of something, whole lot of nothing. Talk to me. It's a whole lot of something because why would you sign Aiton for that much money? Why would you sign Aiton for that much money? And another team was like, yo, we need to match that. Aiton need to get locked down. Elimination game against a team much worse than us. Zero rebounds. Yeah, lock that down. Mm. Mm. Fourth year, we don't know your work ethic. Yeah, you average about 17 and 8 and you 7 feet tall. Yeah, we're going to lock that down for max money. Because we definitely see him getting better in the next five years and for, for this money. Mm. Oh. Chris, is it a whole lot of something? Is it a whole I think lot? It's a of whole something? lot of nothing. I mean, he's still a young guy. I mean, that's just what to me. That's not a bad deal. I mean, yeah, he got paid a lot of money, but I mean, I think that's just what NBA players going for now, man. I honestly think that's literally how much you're gonna have to pay for a Aiden type player nowadays, man. I mean, look at Evan Fournier. I don't even think I, I, I can't Aiden get much that. more than him. Ain't not getting much more than him. And I mean, Evan Fournier, you wouldn't have gave him that much. I can't accept that. I, I I like to see I like to see young dudes get paid. I'm not mad at nobody getting their money. But I don't know. I'm still in a mindset, especially when it comes to the NBA, that like when I hear somebody got a max deal, I'm thinking of a world beater kind of player. Like you gotta be a guy that can make or break us winning a championship as the number one or two player to like for me to think of you getting it, like, that's a lot of money. You can only yeah. have two or three max players per team. That means right, you tying up, potentially expanding right. your roster because you wanted to get DeAndre Ayton a max deal. Hey, listen, without Ayton on that team, they center will be who? Javel or Javel No, no, he left. He gone. Oh, they, Lord. They, they season much different. Oh, yeah, I think, they, how, I think they season how, how, how did how did they, how did they season in? They lost to Dallas in the second round, but I think they don't even. I don't even think. I think they a play in team without eight. I think that's a stretch. I think I with think Devin Booker and Chris team. Paul on the floor, let's see an example if they did have a Javale McGee. I think you get into the same thing right, done right, on the floor. You could say Devin Booker and, and Chris Paul, but for one, Chris Paul not gonna play a full season anymore. That's that's those days are over with. Devin Booker gonna have a couple weeks he out. You got a LeBron and AD situation over there in Phoenix. A lot of those games that one of them set out, Aiton picked up the slack for it. A lot of those games. That's why I'm okay with it. All right. I'm going to tell you, it's a whole lot of something. And let me tell you why. 
the situation in which this happened should tell all of any player that's considering going there and free agency that the Phoenix Suns, I don't know what's going on in the state of Arizona. I don't know what's going on out there. But it's a whole (laughs) lot of owners that are very unserious about what they're doing. I'm not mad that you paid Aiden the money. I'm not mad at that. That's that's not the part. The part that does make me look at y'all like, what are you smoking on? Put it down. No more peyote for you. No more. Why would y'all wait until the Pacers offered him a contract to match, which now takes the power out of your hands? Now, Chris, you're a betting guy, right? Yeah. Before Aiden signed, before Aiden was matched on that contract, who were the odds-on favorites to get Kevin Durant? The Suns, by far. The Suns. The Suns. Now, if you believe that Kevin Durant is the player that you need to take you over the top, and DeAndre Aiden has expressed unhappiness, he said, "I'm ready to go. I'm ready. To, I'm I'm ready to get a new scene. I'm ready." Why would you not? Create a situation that does. You kill two birds with one stone. You go get the guy and you ship out a malcontent that don't want to be there. Well, 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 well. And in Phoenix defense, they looked at that option. But the Nets, once again, realized they're giving KD away for four years. They said, if Booker's not in this deal, don't call my phone. So here's my here's my <laughs> thing about that. At the point where they say, if Booker ain't in this deal, don't hit my phone. If once you realize I'm not, all right, fine. We're not going to be able to trade him. Let him walk. Let him walk. Because now, now you're in a situation where you're hoping and praying and wishing. I will admit this. DeAndre Aiden has gotten more efficient with his touches. He's He is, has been since day one, a very good rebounder. When he is engaged and locked in, he's a double-double machine. He's only 24 years old. Great. Great. Shot 36% from three last – no, 37. 36.8. I believe it rounds up to 37. So, not a bad three-point shooter. For a big, a really good three-point shooter, sure. Why would you, if you're not sure that you want him, in the words of Fantasia Barino, if you don't want me, then don't talk to me. Go ahead and free yourself. (laughs) If you didn't want Aiden, why not just say, hey, man, go on, go on about your way? If you didn't want Aiden, let's say that you thought that they was asking for some craziness that you wasn't willing to give there. Okay, so call up uh, call up a, a Portland. Hey, listen, we want Dane. We'll give you CP3 and Aiden. You give us Dane and a couple draft picks or something like that. You know what I mean? I know... All this talk of running from the grind and all that. Well, listen, he ain't nobody going to say he ran from the grind because we came to get him. So send him on our way. Send whoever you think is going to be the, the guy that brings you. Give me him and Nurkin, uh, and that's the deal. Easy, it's easy to say that, but they just eat Dame for $60 million a year, bro. Dame ain't going nowhere, bro. But it's, this it's this what I'm saying. make that scenario, but. But this is what I'm saying. Other ones, but that's that's a Dame Lillard. That's a Dame Lillard type player, though. There are other teams that have high caliber players to the level of a Dame that are willing to. They're not well, going to be me, me personally. Me personally, I would have picked up the phone and, and said, "Brooklyn, I know I got to get Kevin Durant somehow, some way, but y'all ain't gonna give me Kevin Durant so I can get Brooklyn. 
Can I get Ben Simmons for eight? That makes both teams a lot better. Both teams. Yeah. So, so to me, again, the, the answer, the answer to this to me is a whole lot of something because of the level of unseriousness. That's that's just you can't look at yourself and say, I want to be taken seriously as a franchise, but also I'm gonna give away all of my leverage to the player and have to pay him the money. <laughs> It's great. We love it here. We're friends here. Like, you look like a joker because that's what you are. You're a joke. You're a joke at that point. Again, I we need to rename this from, from Cardinal Sins to Arizona Tears or something because everybody in Arizona is just out there doing whatever at the moment. And, and now we go from one contract of a very young guy to the contract of a very old guy. We all know LeBron James is is he he like the dude that's scared of commitment. He like to have his options. He like to be ready to go when he want to go. He ready, to, you know what I mean? So he is holding out for an extension because we are all expecting him to sign an extension with the Lakers uh, once the new TV deal and once the new money sets in and all that good stuff. Is this a whole lot of something, whole lot of nothing? Could he potentially leave? What's going on there? I think it's a whole lot of something because I know a lot of people assume that LeBron wants to be in L.A. because of the uh, foundation that he's put here. He got his kids in school here. Well, at uh, Bryce, at least, Bronny is going to be at a somewhat professional level very soon. But I think it's a whole lot of something because if the Lakers don't somehow improve their roster or um, LeBron has the foresight to see another team that like he could potentially want Bronny to play on if he happens to go to the league, I think we can see LeBron leave the Lakers. And it's not like he's reached a point in his career to where it's not like he's going to have to uproot his entire life to go play in another city. I think that applies to players that's, you know, still – you know, it's, it applies to players that are in control of their own destiny. They don't know where they're going to play the next season. And it's not even, they're not even certain how many years. They might be one bad injury away from being out of the league. I don't think that applies to players like LeBron. So if LeBron is in a mindset that you want to go out there and you have want to have a one or two good last runs at winning a championship, he might leave because this Lakers team is not going to put him in a championship position and I don't see any moves that they could potentially make that would change that with before the season starts or before we even get to the All Star break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me let me tell you something. All that oh, like I don't want to uproot my life and all that. That's for players who are broke compared to LeBron. You understand? <laughs> right. That man got a private. LeBron jet. a billionaire. He, he, he bought a billionaire. He got a private jet. He don't care about none of that. If he got to be his daughter dance recital in four hours and he got a game in New York, oh word. All right, I'll be there. Don't worry about it. Yeah. After this game, go ahead, hop on the PJ. I'll go see my daughter recital. I'll fly back to wherever we got to go. But that's that's going to be that all right. You know, we'll be all right. Chris, is this a whole lot of something, a whole lot of nothing? LeBron waiting to sign this extension. Eh, a whole lot of nothing. I mean, he already – Brian, you know what I admire about Brian? His transparency with the league. I mean, he learned from his mistake, and it wasn't really a mistake. He generated a lot of money for charity from it, from the decision he moved to uh, Miami. He learned from his mistake, realized that it ain't got all, all to be about you. Just tell the media what they want to hear. When he went to L.A., he told people, I'm not waiting to free agency. First day of free agency, he inked with L.A., you know? Mm-hmm. This time around, his contract coming up again. He told people, I'm going to sign with L.A. extension. He signed with L.A. extension. This time around, he like, wherever Brody go, I go, pretty much. So, I mean, it makes sense that he don't sign an extension. And plus, if I'm Brian. Now I got leverage for somebody to drive my kid, you know? 
Now I'm playing the numbers game. You have to draft my son if you want me to play for your franchise. Hello, mm-hmm. Sacramento. You draft my son, I play there a couple seasons, sell y'all some tickets. You know what I mean? So, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I think it's a whole lot of nothing. You know, I, I think it's a whole lot of something only because uh, the, the Lakers' big three had to talk and they all said that they were committed to the team and they were committed to doing whatever it takes to win and all that good stuff. But there has to be that little cloud of doubt in the back of their heads like, uh, is LeBron really with us? Like, is he really here for real? Like, we know of his work ethic. We know that. We know how hard he's going to work. But is that for us or is that for him? Like, what's right. what's going on here? I think it's a whole lot of something uh, in that aspect. But we just got to see how this thing plays out, man. He, so, so let me ask y'all this before we move on to the next one. Do y'all think LeBron signs signs an extension with LA at some point in time, or are we seeing this contract is the last we gonna get a LeBron in LA? If that, I said we get a one year extension. Mm. Okay, yeah, I, Chris, I what's LeBron that do, do I think he do a one plus one. I definitely don't think he signed in nowhere long term. I think he do one plus one for here on out of his career. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I got him on a one and one as well. I think he'll he'll sign for one more year and then say, all right. At this point, you know, we we got to get a – we're going to have me having a player option, and and that's about it. Now, I just alluded to this, but we got to talk about it because there was allegedly a call between the Lakers' big three with Bron, AD, and Russ, and they were saying, we're going to keep the band together, we're going to run this back, we're going to figure it out. Is this a whole lot of something or a whole lot of nothing? It's a whole lot of nothing. Mm-hmm. With the role players that they have, there's no way that three is getting together and running their back. With the health issues that AD has had, there's no way that that team is getting together and running their back. With the fact that AD is a professional basketball player and he took three months without shooting a basketball, there's no way they're getting together and running that back. There's no way that as great as LeBron James is, he's 38 years old and he's by far the most, uh, I'm not going to say the most talented because if you're talking about just talent, AD has a lot of talent, but he's the best basketball player on your team at 38 years old, it's going to be hard to run that back. If Russell Westbrook produces somewhat of the season he had last year, it's no way you're getting together and running that back. When Talon Horton Tucker is arguably like in the top five best players on your roster, you're not getting together and running that back. Oh, my Lord. My Lord. The THT slander is not accepted here at Facts Over Acts. Why not? It's... uh, Wow. Because why slander THT? What did he do? This I, I bet he feel like 50 Cent. What did he say F me for? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get it. No, but you're not wrong. Is it because Brian like him or something? Everybody's not, like, yo, THT might be a problem. Hey, listen. No, hey, he's listen. not. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you that we a lot of people are setting up THT the same way we set up Kuzma. The same way people was like, Bro, THT played in a drooling. THC played in the Drew League average 13 and 4. How you in the NBA and you a role player in the Drew League? No, no. Craziest part about the Drew League. John Collins and Trey Young hooped together in the Drew League and lost. (laughs) (laughs) And lost this past weekend. Talk about two players that need to get traded. John Collins was probably, bro, you brought DeJounte over here, but I'm never going to see the ball again, bro. I hate that for them. <laughs> I hate that for them. Absolutely hate that. But Chris, is this a whole lot of something, a whole lot of nothing, man? Talk to me. I think it's a whole lot of something, okay? I mean, let me tell you what. 
we saw the 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 the, the, the Keem, the Brown, the Brody pictures going around when Russ first came to the Lakers. This was supposed to be some blockbuster move. They were supposed to figure it out. If anybody could bring out the best in Russ, it's going to be LeBron James. LeBron James can figure out the best in Russ. So this is saying that this is why I think it's a whole lot of something. Humility is a, a very crazy thing. You know, Russ was a guy that he could be down 3-1 in this series and argue with Rondo's brother in the stands. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think this year being in L.A., Russ got a taste of his own medicine. Like, look, you only are as big as your game is. And Russell, him and Harden this year, they fell off a cliff. They both left Houston and fell off a cliff. No doubt about it. So a more humbled Russ, a more Russ with a chip on his shoulder, a Russ that got to play for a contract next year. Because without this player option, Russ would maybe have got $15 million. He might be on a deal like John Wall this year if he uh-huh. didn't. If he if he doesn't perform this year. So I think that Russ buying in and taking a backseat and trying a different role could have been part of that talk. And I think you have a, a reinvigorated Russell Westbrook with a different type of play style. Yes, yeah, year fifth, 14 for him or year 15 for him, but or year 13 for him, whatever it is. But having a different mindset, Russell Westbrook is still crazy athletic, still crazy fast. He can still do damage on the on the court if he locked in. Whole lot of something. Let me tell you, this is a whole lot of something, and Josh is ignoring us at this point because he's like, y'all not finna convince me that this is something. But anyway, let me tell you why this is a whole lot of something, Josh. And I know these your Lakers. <laughs> I know. I know y'all, 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 y'all don't believe us. We need more people with these Lakers. But let All me right. help you. Let me help All you right. out. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. This is a whole lot of something. It's not because of AD. It's not because of Brian. It's not even because of Russ. Darvin Ham is why this is a whole lot of something. And let me tell you, it's not that I think Darvin Ham is one of the greatest coaches in the NBA or something like that. We don't know what he is. Here is what we do know. Darvin Ham has been very vocal about the fact that he wants toughness and grit on this team. He wants toughness, grit, a defensive mindset on this team. He was caught joking with uh, Matt Barr talking about, you used to slap the S out of somebody and that's what we need on this team. There have been multiple reports of him telling Westbrook, you're going to have to be a defense first guy. That is what we need from you. That multiple reports stating that that's been the conversations between Darvin Ham and Westbrook. And yet Westbrook is still, he's still like, I'm signed in. I'm locked in for this. I'm not saying that Russell Westbrook turns into Gary Payton overnight. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, if he buys in fully, defensively, night in, night out, and says, you know what? It's not about the triple-double. It's about stopping this guy from, I mean, we talked about it last year. We said that the Lakers' backcourt was like euphoria because everybody got their high when you saw them come <laughs> around. We talked about that. If Russell Westbrook commits to being a defender first throughout this season, I'm just saying that that makes this team dangerous. Okay, so let's say that the Lakers buy in into, into this defensive mindset, and that's that's how they're going to play into this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. Carmelo Anthony, okay, EJ Augustine, okay, Kent Bazemore, yeah, Avery Bradley, yep, Troy Brown Jr., mm-hmm. Thomas Bryant, Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. Wayne Ellington. 
Yep. Wendy and Gabriel, Talon Horton Tucker, Dwight Howard, LeBron James, Stanley Johnson, Kendrick Nunn, Scottie Pippen Jr., Austin Reeves, Juan Toscano Anderson, Lonnie Walker IV, and Russell Westbrook. They gonna get you to the promised land? I mean, you forgot Mac McClung. Now nah, I'm just playing. Um, but will they? I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. That, that if, half of them not gonna be on the team. If they hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Real spill. Like, nope, not even joking right now. We have seen when LeBron gets with like really good shooters and they do something defensively, something half decent defensively. What is really good shooters at? Bro, what? You just named a lot of good shooters. I named some all right shooters. Yeah, none, of them pro- none of them proven shooters. The, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all know the team that holds the record for most threes in the playoff game, right? Do y'all, was, it, y'all was, it the, was it the Mavs this past playoffs? No, no, no. Most threes in a single playoff game, it's the Cavaliers. Or, I'm sorry, they held it at that time. It, it may be... Somebody probably overtook it. I think it's the I, thought, I was about to say it's the Spurs. I was. Just, I might be wrong. I, at one point in time, it was held by the Cavaliers. Right. Do y'all know who the shooters were on that Cavs team? What Corver? Corver. Okay. Great Top shooter. Ten all time. Great degrees. shooter. Great shooter. J.R. Smith. You had George Hill. J.R. Smith. George Channing Hill. Fry. Richard Channing Jefferson. Fry. Channing Frock. You tell I trust, me. I trust all of them better than all these Lakers teams. All more credible shooters. Hold on. With the exception of maybe Richard Jefferson, they are all more credible shooters than this Laker roster. They're all more credible shooters than this entire Lakers roster? Yes. What name did you hear on this Laker roster that... that So hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I gave you you Kyle Corver. I said they don't have a Kyle Corver. And J.R. Smith top 10 or top 15. They don't have a J.R. Smith. They don't have a J.R. Smith? They don't have a... Nobody they don't have a name all right, so wait, seven threes in a game. Nobody so they don't. Name so they don't. Threes. Okay. So they don't have a. They don't have a, a, a Richard Jefferson. They don't have a Channing Fry. They no, don't have a no Channing Fry. They, they do not have a Channing Fry. Channing Fry is a three point specialist. That's what he knocked down. That's what he knows. J.R. Smith number seventeen all time in threes made. Y'all not about to play and act like Channing Fry had a Hall of Fame dead eye. We're not doing this today. He was 16 <laughs> and can shoot. What you mean? Bro. And ADK? AD, no. Aside from last year, aside from last year, aside from last year, AD has gone, has shown above and beyond. Hey, it was hey, a point hey, where hey, people hey, had Gibbs, to tell Skip, 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 skip. AD ain't touched the basketball since last year. And you oh, telling me God. you 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 telling me you telling me he gonna shoot better than Shannon Fry? AD ain't touched the basketball, dog, dog. At the end of the day, you're what you're not gonna do right now. What you're not gonna look at me and say is, oh, Kevin AD's not on a- that team. Come on now, yo, Kyrie Irving was on that a- team. Shannon a- Fry is a career thirty nine percent three point shooter. All right, look, all threes are not created equally, and we know that. The three-point opportunities that Channing Fry is shooting are very different than the ones that AD and and Warriors were shooting. Exactly. And you telling me he going to shoot good. He's going to shoot shoot better because he's not the guy. Oh, my God. LeBron play his best when he got shooters around him. I'm not trusting Bron to dump the ball off to an open AD on the catch. And if you're telling me, and if you're, hold on, and if we're going by shooting percentage, 
Wayne Ellington is a hell of a three-point shooter if you're going by shooting for That's the best shooter he got. That's I gave you Wayne. I said only far. one that's accredited oh is Wayne God. Ellington. Listen, I gave you. Listen, I gave this you. is... Y'all, y'all are y'all are really about to make me bust a blood vessel acting like these shooters are just complete trash. Carmelo Anthony, regardless of what parts of his game he loses, he's always going to be able to shoot the ball. What are you saying? Bro, you just said year 20, Car- year 20 Carmelo is about to be... I never said that Carmelo he was going to be... He might get waved. Bro, I never said that he was going to be a world beater dropping 30 a game. I'm Come saying... On, if you say the team has bought into the defensive identity, we all know what that means. It means it starts with AD saying, I'm going to be a bad rim protector. I'm going to be the guy that keeps everything out of the paint. And then it stretches to Russell Westbrook saying, you know what? Even if I'm not the best defender, everybody's not scoring their career high on the Lakers. Bro, the Lakers looked like they were going to make the playoffs for three quarters of the season with Patty Mills dropping 40 on Christmas. Patty Mills dropped 40. Patrick Mills. He didn't even drop 40 in Olympic play. He playing dudes that got to go back to their home country and herd goats and wasn't dropping 40, but dropped 40 on Russ. Like, come on, bro. Him buying in to saying, I'm going to be a dedicated defender, not a great defender, not even a very good defender, just buying in to I have to be defense first, that means a lot. You can't tell me. What? Is he gonna do it? If he committed to being on the team and the guy and the head coach said, This has to be your role for this to work, I would think so. I would think that that's gonna be the 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 thing here. You would think so, but like if Russell Westbrook was like, No, I don't wanna do that. What the Lakers gonna do? So watch this. You go ahead and say, you know what? Don't worry about it. We're gonna trade you out for some D three and D guys. Or, or even Who worse, trade for Russell Westbrook. Even worse, I even worse. I was just about to say, even worse. You go ahead and say, you know what? We all know, and let's stop playing like this cannot happen because we've seen it happen for players who've been playing at this level. They got crazy contracts. You know what? We're gonna amnesty you out the door, and we're gonna go pay for some three and D guys who are doing it well elsewhere. And that's that. We've seen that happen. I ain't gonna hold you. Bro. And we've seen that happen. Hey, listen, bro. Genie Bus ain't paying him out no $47 million. And ain't nobody <laughs> taking on that $47 million. You are stuck with that $47 million. Hey, look, okay. only player that you could have traded for him with is two players, Stephen Curry. And we know Golden State not on crack. So we know they not trade Stephen Curry to the Lakers. And John Wall got bought out his contract. So now you can no longer trade them two anymore. Them the only two players in the league that you could have traded for. Russell Again, Westbrook. we are, but we also know this is the Lakers. This is one of the, the biggest franchises in the world, and it's not out of the realm of possibility for them to say, bro, you know what, Jeannie, we're, we're bro, going, we, we not we, paying, bro. She already said I'm not buying him out. He because Russ told her I'm not taking less than forty seven million. So you could try to give me forty million like they did John Wall, but I'm not gonna take it. We have seen the Lakers pull off crazier. This is a that's what traded, I'm saying. That traded we, Kwame Brown for Paul Gasol. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's not. It's not in the realm of impossibility for them to say. You know what? You go on. Is what it is, bro. Again, I'm not saying that that roster is great. To go legend. I'm not. And 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 hold on. With with me, when you talk about AD going legend, I his offensive production is a part of that. It's a part of it. But the main thing that you think of when you talk about AD going legend is what being a complete and total eraser in the paint. That's where. 
that's where if AD is actually going to earn his spot on that top 75 list, that's where he's going to do it. That's what he's going to be able to do until he's old and gray and playing for a team that you're like, wait, he really played on that team before he retired? The defensive end is where he's going to be able to do it. And with and, that and being he's said, capable of being great defensively. But. And with that being said, if their head coach is saying y'all have to buy in to defense first, this is what this is going to be. Point blank, pit. This is what it's going to be. And they say, you know what? We committed to this. We buying into this. Again, we've seen with this new breed of NBA players when they don't want to buy into something, they get rid of it quick. Kenny Atkinson gone quick. We seen. Kawhi Leonard, yeah. y'all want me to play and I don't feel like? No, 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 no. You send me wherever y'all want. I'm not buying this. Mm-hmm. Gone. Quick. We've seen it with player after player after player in this generation. These guys are not waiting around for nothing they don't want to be a part of. We've seen multiple players say, you know what? This team going into a rebuild, trade me. Get me out of here. But these guys have all said I'm buying in. I'm sold out. Let's do it. That's something. Because think about it this way. Think about it this way. What do any of these three gain from lying about being bought in? What do any of them gain? Serious question. Nothing. Gain nothing. We heard that Russell Westbrook requested a trade, and now all of a sudden he said he bought it. What does he gain? AD, we talk, heard about, all right, ne- never mind. AD is the only one that actually gained something for saying he bought in. Because after not touching the ball for three months, his credibility <laughs> took a big hit there. Sure. LeBron, what does LeBron gain from saying, hey, I'm bought in? We going to do I this? mean, Le- LeBron, I feel like, okay, let me, let me say this. LeBron's season this year is set up to be just like one of the greatest seasons ever. Year 20, he about to pass Kareem. He, 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 he's on the Lakers. The franchise was terrible last year. He, if he gets them in the playoffs, he succeeded this year, and he beats Kareem record for all-time score. So, to me, LeBron going to go out there and just try to get 30 a game and get that record as soon as possible. I mean, if I'm LeBron, yes, I got as the leader of the team, I have to say that I buy in. But, honestly, once I pass Kareem, it's undiably. It's the, the GOAT argument becomes very hard. It becomes very hard now. Right. So, for me – LeBron don't really gain nothing either way. He don't gain nothing saying he bought in or gain nothing saying he not bought in. Man, all I'm saying is this. It, it, in this era where we've seen Ben Simmons say, I don't want to do it, I'm not going, he didn't go. We've seen Harden say to two separate teams in a two-year – was it two or three years? Was it two years? It was two years. Two, two years. different teams in a two-year span, I ain't going, and he didn't. It behooves these players – more than anything, to be honest and say, you know what? I ain't really feeling this, bro. Send me send me somewhere else. Uh, let me go. Let me go on about my way. And I'm going to do that. I'm a, Shaq always made fun of Dwight Howard saying that he wanted to be in a smaller market, a market that didn't matter as much, and that that was part of the deal. If, y'all, if the, the thing is I want to do what I want to do, this Lakers team ain't, ain't the place to be. Yeah, but, but Shaq is also a bad example, though, because he's also somebody that's that – he told people, I did that. Don't ring chase like me. That was dumb of me. You know what I mean? So he contradicted himself because he don't even, he's not even okay with the decisions he was making. I understand. I'm just saying this is a reality of the Lakers are going to be a team, even when the Lakers were trash. Even like we don't know the Robert Sacre equivalent for any other uh basketball team. Like, unless you a hardcore 
hoop head. You can't name the worst player to start center for them in the last like 10, 15 years. Like you just can't. You can't. Yeah, a couple. What's my man's those on the Pistons? Uh Anthony Tolliver. Anthony Tolliver started at center? I thought it was a I'm, four. I thought it was I'm a three sure. or four. Ew. The Pistons ain't had no, when the last time the Pistons had a center. Oh my God, that's terrible. Ew. Oh. Oh God. That's awful. You can give me uh <laughs> it's it's a it's a couple of but yeah, you're right. But you get what I'm saying. Like the Lakers got so many eyes on them. That again, the the moment with uh Swaggy P and Jeremy Lynn and Jordan Hill after the game. If that's any other team, them celebrating the regular season win and talking to Craig Sager, talking about nice suit, that moment wouldn't have become a viral sensation for any other team. Right. Any other team. This Lakers team got eyes on them all the time. So if your goal is to lay low, stack your bread, and you don't actually care about winning, this ain't the place to do it. That that just ain't the place to do it. So I think it's a whole lot of something. And then this is going to be our last one, and we're going to get out of here. Julio Jones going to the Bucks. Whole lot of something, whole lot of nothing. Former Falcon great that went to the Tennessee Titans, now going to the Buccaneers. A lot of something, a lot of nothing. I think it's a whole lot of in the middle, if that's the thing. I don't know what's in between something or nothing. I think it's nothing because I think Julio Jones' best days are behind him. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's something because we've seen Tom Brady pull good seasons out of receivers that's past their prime. Right. So I, I right. think I think that we won't see vintage Julio this upcoming season, but I do think he's going to have a much better season than a lot of people, including myself, are anticipating. Okay, Chris, whole lot of something, whole lot of nothing, man. Man, this is a tough one. Man. I was just had my head down thinking. I want to say it's a whole lot of nothing, but you know, Julio did get a lot of rest these last couple of years because he's been hurt, and and that scares me because at one point Julio was probably top three in the league at receiver, and you could argue he wasn't third. You know. Yeah, it could be so, argued. So. For him to have that much time off and then get a quarterback like Tom Brady, who not a deep ball thrower per se, but can throw the deep ball. I mean, who young get a lot of reps in, man? A lot of reps in. And he next to Mike Evans now. He he might be the third best receiver on that roster. You asking Julio to be a number three now? Eh, I like that for Julio. You know, that's not a bad way to, to end your career. I think this is a whole lot of something because I think this is Julio Jones' swan song. I think that this is his last season where he's going to go out there and, like, show something valuable. I think any year beyond this year and maybe next year, it's like, oh, my God, Julio we know he retired. matched up on Sorensen. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, they played oh my God, Lord Jesus, <laughs> Lord Jesus. If I if I was a receiver and I saw Sorensen in front of me, I would just look up and say, God, I don't know what I did to deserve this. You didn't have to do it. <laughs> But I'm so glad that you did. Now, let me tell you something. I think this is a whole lot of something. I think this is Julio's last year of being a really quality receiver. These last couple of years, injuries have held him back. A lot of people are saying at this point, he's just a name. But I think he's got one more year in him. And I think a situation where he's not one of the main guys garnering defensive attention to go along with a team where, I mean, at the end of the day, while we do talk about Brady a lot, that offense ain't the thing for the Bucs. That defense is hellacious. From Vita Vea to Levante David to uh, what's the linebacker's name from LSU? Help me out. 
the dude that's always riding Aaron horses. White? Yes, yeah. White, extremely fast, fills every hole in the run game like it's nothing. Uh, to the safeties, Winfield and and uh, Carlton Davis the third. You have a lot on that defense that's going to put them in good positions. If he can be serviceable, let alone good or very good, that's Alexa play deads because some folks is in trouble. They in, in some trouble. So, you know, I, that's what I think. But anywho, enough of what we think. I know y'all tired of us talking about big deals, no deals, middle deals. Come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah,